Is this thing on? It sure is. Welcome to the Nicole and Kyle podcast. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome to the Nicole and Kyle podcast. My name is Kyle. And I'm Nicole. So we wanted to start this episode off just by saying thank you for all the love and support that we've seen on episode one. We are new to podcasting and we just appreciate all of your guys' positive feedback. It means the world to us. So thank you. Before we get into our topic of discussion on this episode, we are going to give you a five minute movie review. Because we saw a movie this week. We sure did. We saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Dun, dun, dun. What was the last one called? It was Spider-Man Across the, Mul- the Multiverse or something. And it was I don't know. Like that. But we saw the last one. We did. We and did. this was technically a, like a part. Too. And Kyle is a big Spider-Man guy. Big Spider-Man guy. For those of you that don't know, I actually like uh, Batman, but True. I would say Spider-Man's probably my second. Close second, for sure. I uh, go watch all of the superhero movies with Kyle because he loves them. And because he loves them, I love them. And I won't lie to you, I always go in and I'm always like very confused with like the first like five minutes. I'm like, what is happening? But I always get really into it. And I did with this one. So we're each going to give you like a two and a half minute take on what we thought about the movie. And I'm going first. I'm not going to give We're not going to give any spoilers. That is very important. There will be no spoilers in this five minute movie review. Overall, I'd give this movie a 9.5. Wow. I feel that it was done very well. It's better than the first one. The voice acting in it is phenomenal. The animation is phenomenal. The characters are very good. I feel like without, what's the word I'm looking for? They like connected it. They were telling multiple stories without overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing it it without overdoing it. All right. All right. So I feel that overall, like I said, it's a 9.5. I would definitely see it again. Would you recommend that people see it in theaters for our avid Spider-Man fans? So we actually saw it on the giant screen. We did. If you don't know, with these movies, the soundtrack is kind of the, the, you know, the home run. It's a great soundtrack. I've listened to it since the, we saw the, the movie. Music, the music is top notch. Top notch. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like the movie was very well done. R.I.P. Mr. Stan Lee. Connecting and creating all these characters. Phenomenal. Kudos to him. And making it to where we all get to enjoy these stories. I would give the movie, going in with not nearly as much Spider-Man knowledge as Kyle, I would give it, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Mostly. See what I did there? I did. Kyle loves the sound effects. Long applause there. Wow. Standing ovation. I would give it a 9 out of 10. For me, if you haven't seen the first movie, I don't know if you really, like, you could probably catch on to this this one. Uh, Maybe not. Not entirely, but, like, like you could still enjoy it, though. But you could still enjoy it. I did see the last movie, and I, like, for the first, like, little bit of the movie, I felt, like, a little bit confused, and I felt like I had some questions. But as soon as like that movie like really kicked in as soon as that like first quarter was done i was like all in i embarrassingly like laughed out loud quite literally i'm still embarrassed by it so sorry to the people that we saw the movie with and let me tell you it was worth the giant screen because the animation is beautiful the colors are so pretty they're vibrant it's really fun to watch and like kyle said the soundtrack is pretty dope so you're gonna want to see it in fancier screening if you can and it's 100% worth seeing in a movie theater over waiting for it to come out and watching it in your home Stan Lee's brain that man is a genius in a very ADHD kind of way and I love it R.I.P. the goat dude he that storytelling a goat phenomenal 
we put out a poll on the last episode asking you guys what you wanted to hear us talk about next. And we heard you loud and clear. You wanted us to talk about work-life balance in the medical field, which Kyle and I both have backgrounds in the medical field. So today we're going to talk about it and at least just give our perspective on it. As Nicole just said, we have backgrounds in the medical field. I actually started as an EMT and I worked as an EMT for 10 years. I started on the BLS ambulance, which is basic life support, where we transported patients from the emergency room to the skilled nursing facility or the skilled nursing facility to the emergency room. Also, I, I worked on a CCT ambulance, which is critical care transport. On that ambulance, I worked with a nurse and another EMT, which is actually where I got the inspiration to become a nurse myself. I also worked for about six years on a 911 ALS ambulance, which is advanced life support. I worked as an EMT with a paramedic. And whenever you call 911, that's when I would show up and then we would help you with whatever you needed. And I have been a nurse for the last eight years. I started out right out of nursing school, working in a pediatric cardiac intensive care unit at a children's hospital, taking care of kiddos with congenital heart defects who had surgery. They were all surgical cases. I worked there for almost four years and then transferred into a general pediatric ICU at a different hospital. And I have worked there for the last like almost four years now. So as an EMT, it's just pretty much basic. You just go community college. Uh, you do about four semesters. You do your first responder and then you do your EMT class. And then after that, you got to take your national registry to get certified. And nursing is two years of prerequisite courses. After those two years, transfer into a nursing school, two years of nursing school. And I got my bachelor's degree in nursing, took what's called the NCLEX, which is the licensing exam for nurses. And I have a registered nurse's license. So what um, neither one of those courses talked about is the work-life balance. What we want to discuss is just kind of the stressors that you um, experience in the medical field. I know being an EMT, there's a lot of stressors emotionally, physically. Um, physically, you're going in and out of the ambulance, up, down. You're lifting patients, sometimes patients that are over 350 pounds, if not more. You're just seeing people, you know, in their worst, dealing with their worst. And it's not just that you're seeing them in their worst, but you're also seeing them in their natural environment, just kind of everyday living. And you experience that as well. It makes them whole people to you, which is more personally connected, which I can't even imagine. For me as a nurse, there are, of course, physical stressors. It depends on what kind of patient population you work with, but 12 hours on your feet, moving, pushing, lifting, pulling patients. For me, luckily, they're tiny. That's why the tiny humans are the best humans. Emotionally, I've only ever worked with kids and I think that that goes without saying that that's quite emotionally charged to work with sick kiddos. Each of them hold their own physical and emotional stressors. And again, like Kyle said, school taught us zero on how to process any of that or deal with it. For all my uh, EMT students out there, I want you to just kind of hear what I have to say about that is once you get out into the field and once you get into the actual ambulance, it is probably 90% different if not 95% different. Obviously, everything you learn is important, but you also have to realize that once you get out there, you got to adapt. And for my nursing students, nursing school will teach you very little on how to process any of what you see and what you do. I think most importantly, the gravity of what it's like to have human life in your hands. And you're going to want to know all of it all at once. And you're not going to. And that might be the very first thing that you have to grapple with is the fact that you are merely a human being. You were only taught so much but you're going to learn a whole heck of a lot too. And you're not going to know it all right in the beginning. And that's okay. And I think that's too where we kind of run into issues being in the medical field is you want to know every little thing. Mm -hmm. But for everybody out there, you can't know everything. And you won't. So just once you start out, make sure that you know 
I'm going to learn what I can. I'm going to be a sponge. I'm mm-hmm. going to absorb it and just take in everything that you're taught. The world does us kind of a disservice. It's an honor to be called a hero, but it's also kind of a curse because I think that especially after the pandemic and COVID, nursing students are entering school thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to become a hero. Just like everybody was in the pandemic. All the nurses are heroes. And that is so much pressure because at the end of the day, we are human beings. So if you need to hear it from anybody, you are just perfectly fine as you are as a regular human being who learns every single day and you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. You're only going to be better after those tough days. And that's a good thing. So a big piece of advice from me is if you come in with an open mind and you come in and you want to learn, then you're going to be successful. Absolutely. And nursing is exactly the same. It's funny because in nursing school, they have you go through this exercise. Like I think most nursing schools do this where they ask you to write down your why. Like, why do you want to be a nurse? And it sounds really cheesy, but I wrote it down and I put it in my wallet. And I swear to God, I've looked at that piece of paper so many times. It's not even funny. There will be people and there will be situations and days that make you question why you did this in the first place and remember why you did it. Eventually for me, um, working on 911, eventually I feel like I lost my why. But then there was also two where I would go to a patient and the patient would be nice. They would be appreciative that I was there. And then, you know, I'd go back to the ambulance after the call, after we got out of the ER. And I'd be like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Kyle and I have both talked a lot about how emotionally and physically charged our jobs are. And you won't fully understand that until you're immersed in it. But know that you're going to have tough days. And like Kyle said, like there will be some days where I make it through 12 plus hours most of the time and I'm exhausted. I've walked 20,000 steps. My feet are so tired. It's my third day in a row. And all I can think of is the fact that some kid gave me a high five. And sometimes you walk away with that and that's all you get. And that's okay. It's okay if you don't save a life every single day. You're not going to. That being said, some of those stressors that we've talked about can add up to more than just stress. Sometimes they add up to burnout. And I've experienced that. Kyle has experienced that. And it's kind of a scary thing. I knew that I wasn't coping well. My first job, I worked night shift. And I'm not a nighttime person. If you don't know me, I'm very much a morning person. So that was incredibly physically stressing on me. Uh, I don't know if this is TMI, but I lost my period. And that's significantly stressful on your body. That was my body crying for help, even though I wasn't listening. I was falling asleep driving home. I was not sleeping well in between shifts. I was getting four hours of sleep. I was commuting an hour and 15 minutes one way to get to my job. And that physical stress added into the emotional stress of, I know that there's many people who don't know the inner workings of a pediatric cardiac ICU, but the loss is much greater than the win. At least it feels like it a lot of the time. And I remember significantly when I look back that I stopped wanting to learn the kids' names. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's different. Like, that's, that's not me. I love the kids. And I had a couple like full-on meltdowns that Kyle had to witness. I hit a wall. I just knew that I wasn't me anymore. I remember Kyle saying that I had become somebody that he didn't know as much anymore because I was really mean. And I'm quite the opposite of that, I would hope to think in real life. I became somebody who took out their all of the feelings that I was experiencing on the person I love the most, Kyle. And I was really mean to Kyle. And I didn't even know that I was doing it. But when he started telling me that, like, you're not you anymore, like, you're negative all the time. 
you are mean to me when I'm just like trying to help. And it took Kyle saying those things to me and telling me that like, you're not you anymore to realize that like I was in way over my head. Like I was no longer in stress. I was in like full on burnout. My body was screaming. My heart was screaming. My brain was screaming. And I didn't want, I didn't want the cost of, you know, all of that to come at the person that I love the most. And I think that that happens for a lot of people when you start to hit the burnout point is, is by taking it out on the people that are around you. And I think too, for couples that are in the medical field, it gets a little hard because you don't want to be the burden on someone else. Obviously for me, as an EMT, I experienced a lot. I went through a lot. I tend to just kind of keep my emotions inside. No one truly knows what goes on in my head except for me. Not even me. Not even Nicole. When you're in the medical field, you see a lot, you hear a lot, and you don't really fully understand it, even though you try to act like you understand it. I just keep it within myself. And there's even times where I don't keep it in myself no more. And Nicole has obviously seen that every once in a while. Mm -hmm. As I'm going through nursing school, nursing school just kind of brings out another beast within you. I was telling Kyle, I've watched him recognize grief that has existed inside him that he like didn't even know was there anymore because it was buried so far down that he didn't even know where it belonged anymore. Like it was just like nameless grief, but it still exists and it still hurts. I love hard and I care even harder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though you're only with those patients for 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, at the end of the day, they're still people. You still know they have families. You still know that they have a life that they were living. And if all of a sudden that life just stopped within them, you know that there's going to be other people that care about them that are also going to be hurting too. I think one thing that's also really important to recognize in burnout is that I wasn't very nice to Kyle and I felt awful about that all the time. But I was always like a bright ray of sunshine with my kids at work because I love them. And I like I never, ever, ever took it out on the kids at work or their family members, or my coworkers ever. But you will see out there that there are people whose symptoms of burnout, and you might see it in yourself, are that you feel like you don't care anymore. I said that I, you know, that I stopped wanting to learn the kids' names, but that never came at the cost of how much I cared about the kid that was in that bed. I always cared more than I wanted to, actually. And that's why, for me, omitting their name helped me get through it and, you know, get my way through my 12-hour shifts. But you might find that your burnout comes at the cost of feeling like you've lost the care for what you do. And that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad nurse. And it doesn't mean that you don't care. It actually means that you've cared so much that you've run out. And I think also too, like we, we take out our frustrations. We take out our sadness. We take out, you know, the things we've seen on the ones that we care about. And that's because we know that no matter what, they're going to be there. So like with Nicole, she knew she could be mean to me, unfortunately. I felt bad about it. I literally (laughs) like still feel bad. I was not nice. She could be mean. She could be, you know, hurtful at times. And for me, like, yeah, obviously in the moment, it hurt my feelings. It made me sad. It, you know, made me feel bad about myself because I was like, what am I doing to make her upset? But at the end of the day, I wasn't going anywhere. It took each of us almost being like a reflection for the other person to realize that we were like way in way farther than we had realized. Like Kyle had to tell me like, 
who are you right now? Like, what is like, why are you being so mean to me? Like, I haven't even done anything. And like, you're being mean to me. And I heard him and I would get frustrated by it. But at the same token, I would be like, why am I being so mean to you? Like, I don't know. And it took some time for him to be like, I think that you're too stressed out. Like, I think that you're burnt out. I think that you have hit your limit. Like you are, this isn't just stress. This is like full on burnout. And I've been able to do the same thing for Kyle is like, I've been able to say like, Hey, like I, I see you and I see that your wheels are spinning inside and you're not saying anything about it, but I can tell that it's affecting you. You know, like it's, it's so important. Like if you are lucky enough to be the person in the life of somebody in the medical field, or if you're lucky enough to be married to somebody who is in it, Kyle has saved me in moments that I couldn't save myself. And I've always been so grateful for that. And I think, and I hope that I've been able to do the same thing for him, and even though he's kept it inside a little bit more than me. Yeah. And she knows that I don't keep it inside because I want to, especially with my family and stuff. They always say you're, you're so antisocial. You don't, you know, you want to be a pretty much a hermit at home by yourself. The things that I've seen, the people that I've seen and the calls that I've ran, I'm just more so just like trapped in my own head. And if you're trapped in your own head too, that's okay to a certain point. But it's okay to realize that, hey, th the thing that I saw made me sad. The thing that I saw I didn't like. It's okay and you just got to get help for it. Nursing school, what they should have told us is it's going to be really stressful. You're going to have some days that you feel like you didn't do anything that was good. There are going to be a lot of moments where you question why the hell you did this in the first place. It, that might all come to a head and you might find yourself in the position that I know that I was in where I knew that I had to make a change because I wasn't getting anywhere by ruminating in my own grief anymore. I was just, it was only going to get worse for me realizing that I needed to get out of where I was working, even though I loved it, which was painful, was what I needed to do. And that was so hard to admit out loud. Like that was really hard for me to like looking for new jobs. I, like I didn't want to because I thought like, wait, I, but I love this job. I really do. But it didn't love me. And that's that's when I, I just knew that like I need to make a change. And for me, the, the thing working BLS, the basic life support on the ambulance, the reason why I went 911 is because like I was saying, oh, I need the experience. I want the experience to, you know, better myself. I want the experience to be able to say I did more. And if I look back on it now, I would definitely say that I would never would have left BLS. I probably would have just worked BLS up until I became a nurse just because of the impact and um, the things that I had happened to me mentally and physically with the job. I think I would have probably just stayed BLS, worked there, worked with the nurses, and then eventually just went to nursing school. Because at that point, I already knew I wanted to do nursing because I worked on CCT with the RNs, the multiple RNs that I love to work with, I love to be around. So that is the reason why I decided to become a nurse. And so I would have just stayed there and never went 911 if I knew the impact it was going to have on me. So what would you say was the thing that made you realize that you were ready to leave 911 and go into nursing? Like what was like when you finally did leave 911 in the six years that you spent there? Like what was the thing that you were like, oh, like I'm, I'm ready to be done? Because I felt like the people I was surrounded with, some of them, and just some of the experiences I had, I felt that it was making me bitter. It was making me no longer like being an EMT. It was making me 
no longer like being in EMS. And I know that my heart is always going to be in the right place. And I know I have a big heart. So I knew that it was time to take my heart elsewhere. Why I still cared for the people we were caring for. It's so important to realize that your journey is going to be different than other people's. And for Kyle, like, you know, he said, like, maybe I wouldn't have chosen to go 911. Maybe I would have just stayed BLS. But I'm sure that there was a piece of you that went 911. And I know there was because I was there for the journey through it that felt like you had to. Like, well, I have to do this because yeah, this is definitely. the rite of passage of EMTs. Like, BLS to 911, you got to do it. Yeah. And, and if you're not working 911, are you an actual EMT? If you're not, you know, going 911, going to people's houses and being there and seeing them in the worst, are you even an EMT? Why are you doing it? And the same thing can be said about nursing. I always thought like when I started out in Pete's cardiac ICU at like a pretty well-renowned children's hospital, people were like, that's the greatest job ever. That's your first job. That's so cool. And that killed me because I thought like I'm throwing away the world's greatest job. I'm an idiot if I walk away from this because I felt like I was supposed to keep going. Like, how do I walk away? Like, it's so stupid. People are going to like, people are going to be so confused and people are going to be so upset with me for walking away and choosing something different and choosing a lesser acute pediatric ICU, which is still a hard job, mind you. And that doesn't make me any less of a nurse. It, I'd, like, I'm going to curse for a minute here, okay? It doesn't make me any less of a badass to work in a lesser acute pediatric ICU because it makes my life better, okay? I just remember, you know, all the mornings where I'd be going to work and you'd be coming home from work and I'd have to be trying to start my day positive and you would call me and tell me, you know, you would negative Nancy yeah. showing the, up for my shift, all the negatives from the night before and all how you're feeling and how you're so tired. And it would just start my day off. Right. You know, sure would. <laughs> and then Kyle would go into his very difficult 12 hour shift and then we would change the guard and we wouldn't see each other for like four days in a row. I don't know if we really fully addressed the how difficult even like it was on our marriage when we both hit like our peaks was like Kyle was working 911. I was working in this in my very first job that I was hitting my burnout and I worked night shift. Kyle worked day shift. We wouldn't see each other for four days in a row. We slept alone in our bed in our empty, very quiet house. And it was really sad. And then the only time that we communicated with each other was me being the most negative human being on the entire planet, talking to Kyle on my way home as I'm quite literally slapping myself in the face, chugging coffee the amount of caffeine I, I had to intake to uphold that job was also absolutely wild just to survive. And like, I like when Kyle finally was like, are you sure you want to do this anymore? I remember thinking like, I don't have to do this anymore. Like I can choose something that's nicer, that's better on my life. Like that's crazy to me. And so I think like what Kyle said is so important that like your story gets to be your story. You don't have to stay where you are just because you feel like you're supposed to be or because it's a good job. If it's not good for you and it's not making your life better and for us, like it was at coming at a, a, you know, a difficult point, like for our marriage, like it wasn't worth it anymore. And that is the whole work-life balance part of it. If your life doesn't work, then the job's not working. Like if it doesn't make you live your life better, then it's not the right job for you anymore. And I think too, for me, um, I also too, because you see it from the inside out, you start seeing just how certain companies work. You start seeing how the medical field works. And at the end of the day, you're just another body. This is you, true. You have to find a balance to make it so your life and not your work life, not your career, 
your life. You have to make it to where your life is worth living. And if you're just constantly working and you're constantly beating yourself down, eventually your the life outside of your work is not going to be worth it. You're just it will gonna, always spill over. Yeah, you're just going to feel like you don't know what to do in your day-to-day life because you've been working so much, you ran yourself into the ground. Yeah, and it's really important to remember also that like if you don't take care of you, nobody else is going to do it for you, especially in the medical field. Nobody else is... I'm I'm fortunate enough that I had Kyle as a reflection telling me like, hey, like, you know, like, I think that you got to take care of you. But if you need to hear it, if you are burnt out out there, know from us that it's okay to take care of yourself. Your patients aren't the only ones that matter, although they are very important to you. And we know that because they're so important to us. But it's okay to take care of you. You're allowed to prioritize yourself first. You are not a hero. You are a human being and you have to treat yourself like one. And that's why it's important to find things that you enjoy yes. outside of work doing. So for me, um, you know, I like going to the gym. I feel like that's probably one of the things that helps me mentally the most is going to the gym, just having that hour, two hours where it's just me and the gym. And that's not to say, you know, you got to be go out there and lift, you know, hundreds and thousands of pounds, but, you know, just go lift weights, get on the treadmill. Do whatever you like. Do anything that clears your mind. And so you don't have to think about work. For me, well, a lot of you guys know that I spend time on TikTok, which like is like a whole different world. Like it's and nursing, I, but I, not. I don't, I don't spend time on TikTok as you can. Kyle spends time on TikTok watching me TikTok. <laughs> but for me, like having hobbies, it has been super important. I also go to the gym. I think that that's been something that's super important for me. But like I'm a class girly. I like the social aspect of that. I love people that know nothing about nursing. It's refreshing peeing around people who don't talk about patients or vital signs or blood pressures. Like, it's just nice. It's nice to talk about things with people that is just like regular people stuff. That's super nice. I love that kind of community. The exercise is good too. I love hobbies. I love TikTok. I like to do that. And I also love seeing my friends. That's so important to have. Well, for me, all of, there is a good significant portion of my friends that are in the medical field. And Kyle is also in the medical field. And so I really like to spend time with my friends and with Kyle doing things that do not involve medicine. And that's so important. Yeah. And for me, I like playing softball Mm -hmm. on the weekends because it's, you know, with my brother and then my buddies. And I also obviously like to, you know, play video games. Who doesn't like to play video games besides Nicole? I don't really. I'm not very good at it. I shoot the people on my own team. But I've always looked at an accident. I've always looked at video games as just kind of an escape, even if it's just for an hour, hour and a half. You know, I feel like it's a way to just escape the world because at times that's what you need to do. Yeah, I think that just as important as it is for you to reflect on your own feelings in the medical field and how that's impacting you, it's also super important to walk away from those feelings, especially on your days off. Your days off are for you. And this might be an unpopular opinion in medicine, but overtime is not everything. Do not fall into the overtime trap. I know that there's a lot of people that need the money. And I very much respect that. That being said, I have said no to overtime ever since. A lot of you don't know this about me if you're if you have never seen me on TikTok, but I actually developed tremors, which was the result of the extensive physical stress that I was under. It turns out that that can cause permanent neurological damage. And I didn't know that. And I worked way too much overtime in my first job and I like spent way too much time there and I was there like two hours late every single day and that added up 
And so now I say no to overtime. Like if you ask me if I want to stay over, no, I don't. Do you want to stay over four hours? No, I don't. Do you want to come in four hours early? No, I don't. And that's because I'm prioritizing me in my time off. When I am at work for 12 hours, I'm going to give you 100% of me. In fact, I will give you 110% of me. But when I am at, when I'm off work, I am for myself. And that's so important. You have to walk away from being a nurse. You got to put it away on your days off. Say no to the overtime. It's going to be okay. And just like I said on one of Nicole's TikToks in the past, um, you have to remember whether it's nursing, whether it's EMT, whether it's anything in the medical field, you have to be able to realize that you are more than your career. You're more than an EMT. You were more than an EMT before you were an EMT, whether it be you were a dad, a son, a brother, a husband, all that stuff before you were in your career is more important than your career. Because if your career goes away, you want to still have your people. That's the most important because you have a job that allows you to live your life, not the other way around. You don't live to work. You should be working to live. And remembering that is super important. Like Kyle said, remembering who you were before you were in the medical field is invaluable in your time. And I feel like that's especially important for people that are going through, through nursing school right now. I always try to, you know, remind my friend that she's going through this, but there was a lot more to her before nursing school. So if you're out there going through nursing school, it's important. I'm, we're not saying it's not. We're not saying being an EMT is not important. We're not saying being a nurse is not important. But at the end of the day, you are more important than your career. I feel like we've addressed a lot of the really like negative things about being in the medical field and how really difficult it is to have work-life balance. but you should know that the only reason that anybody endures that kind of stress is because you love it. You, we would be, we're kind of insane. I, I read this thing somewhere that said that like nursing is like the definition of insanity. Like we show up every day for complete strangers and give them everything we have to save their life. And we don't even know them. Like we, we might've just met them 10 minutes ago, but taking care of a complete stranger becomes this like completely rational thing. And the only way that you endure that kind of stress is if you truthfully love what you do. And we do. And that's why it has such a big impact on us because you know the people that you're serving. Mm -hmm. You know just how important they are to others. You know just how important they are to themselves. So then they become important to you and that's why you put so much into it. Mm -hmm. The weight is heavy because it's important to you or it wouldn't matter to you at the end of the day. and. I've said this over and over and again, but you sometimes will have to fight to remember why you like being a nurse, even when it doesn't love you back, which has become something I've been become known for saying. But I mean it when I say that, that there will be many days where you question why you wanted to be a nurse and feel like you're not good enough to be one or to be anything in the medical field. And on those days, I fight really hard to remember why I wanted it. And that some days that might be more difficult than others. Very true. And that is why we believe it's always important to remember your whys. For me, my why always goes back to making the worst day of somebody's life or the worst hospital stay or the worst injury, surgery, whatever it is, making it better for not only the patient, but for their whole family. I always look for opportunities to make it better for not only my patient, but for their parents or their siblings. and. For me, that keeps me going every single time I have a bad day. 
And for me, I felt like my why was always and will always be just to be able to treat someone like I would treat my own family. If you see someone, a patient, and you see them as one of your own, as your family member, as, you know, a sibling, as someone that you really care about, you're more than likely going to treat them exactly how you would want your family to be treated. Absolutely. And we could probably sit here all day and talk to you guys about work-life balance in the medical field. And it's very rigorous challenges at times, but we've really enjoyed talking to you guys about it. We really appreciate you guys giving us this opportunity to talk to you about it, to talk about something that's so important to us and to so many people out there. And we thank you for listening. Obviously, we're going to put out probably more polls. We're going to be interested in hearing what you guys want us to talk about. We're also going to take suggestions and we'll be able to, you know, talk about and discuss more things going forward. But this is also a topic that I feel like, like Nicole said, we could just keep hashing out, keep going over. But obviously, it's important to go over because there's a lot of people that are out there struggling. And it's important to remember that no matter what, you don't know what someone's going through. So always treat someone with a smile. And if you're struggling out there, please reach out to somebody for help, whoever it is. You're never alone. Even when you think you might be, you're never alone. And we're here for you guys always. And if you ever want us to elaborate on anything we've talked about today, or if there's something new in the medical field or outside of the medical field that you want us to talk about, please let us know in the comments always. It really helps us gear our content towards what you guys want to hear. Just like always, do not forget to tell someone you love them. True story. And with that being said, okay, we love you. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.